Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio. This is episode 230. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Today we're going to interview a woman who has a disease that we've not talked about in this program before. The disease is lupus. And I want to read to you the Mayo Clinic's definition of lupus. It says lupus is a systemic autoimmune disease that occurs when your body's immune system attacks your own tissues and organs. Inflammation caused by lupus can affect many different body systems, including your joints, skin, kidneys, blood cells, brain, heart, and lungs. Lupus can be difficult to diagnose because its signs and symptoms often mimic those of other ailments. The most distinctive sign of lupus, a facial rash that resembles the wings of a butterfly unfolding across both cheeks, occurs in many, but not all, cases of lupus. And while there's no cure for lupus, treatments can help control symptoms. Joining us from Arizona is Wendy. She doesn't want us to use her last name, so we'll respect that. She's here to tell us about her multiple issues, which include lupus, fibromyalgia, hypothyroidism, and PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome. Wendy, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, with all the ailments you've had, can you remember a time when you didn't have any problems at all and felt well? In my younger days, yeah. Yeah. Early 20s. And when did things start to go south for you? I would say with with, uh, the lupus and fibro happened right after I had my second baby in 2015. 2015. And what did you notice at that time? Um, I was having swelling in my feet, my hands, my face, um, but it also came with pain. At first, I thought it might have been fibromyalgia since my mother has it. And, but a friend of mine has, it, has lupus as well, and she said that she had the same symptoms that I should just probably get checked out just to be on the safe side. So I did, and once I went to the RA and he did all the blood work and everything, he came back and said that it was lupus. Now, I mentioned in the introduction from the Mayo Clinic that one of the things is this uh, butterfly rash on the face. Do you have that? No, I haven't gotten the rash yet. Does your friend have it? Or it did have it? She had had the rash, yes. She had the rash. Okay, so the rash rash can come and go? Yes. um, Well, I guess after she got on the medication, it it faded away, but it, it comes and goes. It fades in and out. It doesn't go away out completely. You can still see a little fade of it, mm-hmm. but it comes and goes. Wendy, what's a typical day like for you when, when you get up in the morning? How do you feel? Um, first thing that wakes me up is the pain. And you have pain where? It's pretty much in my joints. Uh, my hands and feet are the first ones that I feel the pain. It also depends on how I sleep. I have to position myself a certain way if my legs overlap one another. 
the pain from that would will ne- definitely wake me up. So would you say that's muscular pain or bone pain or a bit of both? It's a little bit of both. Mm. It just it, it always depends on the day. It depends on the humidity. The humidity seems to aggravate it more. So when it's more humid, you don't feel as well. Yes, when the humidity rises, I don't, I don't, I feel the pain a whole lot more. Well, you live in Arizona. There's not much humidity there compared to what we have here. You'd probably suffer here a great deal. Yes, yes. Right now we do have humidity. We had monsoons roll in oh. a couple of days. So right now the pain has gone higher. But I've noticed the difference now before I got on the cannabis and the pain now. It's not as bad. It's bearable. It's, it's doable throughout the day. When did you start That's, taking the cannabis? I started taking cannabis in 2016, a year after my diagnosis. Were you on pharmaceuticals at that time? Yes. Um, they started me off uh, with Placnol and Meloxicam for the, the lupus. Mm-hmm. And with Placnol, I had to get my eyes checked every six months because that medication runs the risk of losing vision in one or both eyes. Wow. Yes. Just a small side effect. Just a small side effect. No big deal. You don't need your eyesight anyway. Wow. Yeah. And after that, it didn't really do much as far as the pain and, and the swelling. It didn't really help much after that year. So they were going to put me on, uh, I believe it's, I, I always have a hard time pronouncing it, but I believe it's a methotrexate. Mm-hmm. That's right, yep. Yes, they, they were going to switch me over to that. But once I saw the effects that medication has on a human body, it's when my husband said, okay, no more. You go get your medical card and get on cannabis. What made you first think of trying cannabis? Well, I've, I've you know, used on and off cannabis in my younger years. But during the process of um, the diagnosis and the medications they were giving me, I started doing my own research. I started looking more into um, RSO. And when I realized that RSO was helping so many people with cancer and such, I figured, why not give it a try? Got nothing to lose. Got nothing to lose. I mean, the side effects of RSO is hungry, sleepy, and and happy. happy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You're three cats, hungry, sleepy, and happy. (laughs) Exactly. I'd much rather take those side effects than losing vision in my eyes. So when you started taking the cannabis, did you eliminate the other pharmaceuticals? Yes, slowly I started eliminating. Um, when I first started RSO, I started just at night since it was so potent. Um, I couldn't function throughout the day with, with the small dosage. So I started at night. So during the day, I would, ta- I would still take my pharmaceuticals. And at night, I would just take RSO instead of whatever pill I had to take that night. So when you're, you're saying RSO, I'm assuming that what you had was a high THC oil? Yes. Yeah. Um, how much were you taking, Wendy? Um, I started off with the half grain. I worked my way up to a gram a day. Okay. Do you know, do you know what uh, percent that uh, oil was by chance? Um, 
you know, if you don't know, it's fine. I'm just curious. I don't remember. Yeah, I got it from the dispensary. So, but but here the dispensaries don't really have lab testing mandatory here. Okay. So it's really a look at the draw of whatever you get from the dispensary. Okay, so you said you worked your way up to a gram a day. So when you say a gram a day, were you doing that all in one go then at night? Uh, no, I, I started splitting after I got used to it after a week at night. Of the following week, I started doing it during a day, three times a day. Okay, good. So you were keeping that uh, cannabinoid level up in your system. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's so important to do. How did, how did you feel when you started taking it? Um, in terms, after, in terms of your pain. After about two weeks, I noticed the difference in my pain level was decreasing. So I started to eliminate the pharmaceuticals little by little. So by week three, I wasn't taking any of the pharmaceuticals. It was all RSO or cannabis oil for three times a day. Um, once I got up to the gram, and once by fourth week or so. I saw a huge improvement in my pain level. Do you still have a little pain? So here and there, but it's 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 like I said before, it's it's a doable pain. The pain I had prior to this one, uh, it, it was pretty much either st- sit on the couch and watch my kids from there or try to take as many pharmaceuticals as I could to try to just get to the store. Now, of the four ailments which you have or had, which one has been the most difficult to deal with? I would have to say the lupus. The lupus. Yes. Fibromyalgia and lupus are kind of related, aren't they? Yeah, they kind of overlap, so I really can't blame the pain all in the lupus Mm -hmm. because I have fibromyalgia as well. But the lupus, um, before I even knew I had lupus, I was about eight months after I had my daughter. I ended up in the in the hospital because I had um, fever, vomiting, the works. Mm-hmm. And I went to the doctor and got checked out, and they did an ultrasound, which turned out that I had my liver was large or inflamed. So um, they couldn't see me for three months for a specialist to get me in and see what was going on. So I ended up going to the hospital. Well, it turned out that it was my spleen that was um, having blood clots that was causing the liver to, to get inflamed. But they still couldn't figure out the root cause of that. Mm. Later on, once I got diagnosed, which was about two, about a month or so after that ER visit, um, I found out I had lupus, and that's what it was. It was a lupus flare. Ah, okay. Yes, that's what it was. So I haven't had a flare since September of 2015. How long do these flares last? Or is they everybody all, different? Every, every single one is different. It just depends what the flare is going to be. You know, the flare can be just swelling. Like not too long ago, I had a small flare where um, the left, the right side of my face was more swollen than the left. Mm. But that one was within the day it was gone. Now, do you have uh, other friends who take cannabis for their lupus? Yeah, my friend, the one that uh, told me that I should go get checked out to make sure it wasn't lupus-related, of all the pain and the swelling I was getting in my hands, um, she started before I did. She got to the point where the methotrexate wasn't in pill form anymore. She wasn't getting injected 
every seven days. Every seven days? Yes, she had an injection every seven days. And then it went to uh, once every two weeks and then once a month. And she started taking cannabis? Yes. Um, she saw, because when I was, you know, diagnosed, I was young. I was still 31, 32-ish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two kids. I just had a baby. So I went down a, a depression spiral from there. You know, I couldn't move. You know, going to the store was a challenge in itself. Just taking my daughter to school was a challenge in itself. So, you know, being 32 with two kids and not being able to be as active as I was prior to that, um, it sent me through depression pretty, pretty bad. And once I started taking the cannabis and I started being able to move without pain and being able to stay more active with my kids, you know, the depression kind of subsided. So once, you know, about by six months after I started the treatment of cannabis, it was, I was back almost to, I want to say my normal self. So she saw the differences in me where I started when I had the lupus to when I started taking cannabis oil. So she started getting interested because she, at this point, she was already on narcotics. I can't remember if it was Vicodin or, or Oxycontin, something like that. And she was, it was to the point where she was addicted to them. She couldn't function without it. Mm. And she didn't want to depend on it anymore. I mean, she had ended up going to rehab and everything. So when she got out of rehab, she saw how I was doing so great without any pharmaceuticals, without any anything needing to get through the day except for cannabis. So I started her little by little on cannabis oil, and now she's doing no treatments whatsoever, just cannabis, and she's doing great. Do you know how much she does a day? Um, honestly, right now, I don't know. I mm. know she got up to the, the grandma day. Right. But again, you know, money concerns. So mm-hmm. I don't know if she's doing a grandma day or she's just doing a maintenance here and there. Wendy, what's a grandma oil worth there? Here, a gram is going to go between 35 to $60, depending on the dispensary and if they have any available. Mm-hmm. When you say they may not have any available, does that happen happen often? Um, n- right now, yeah, yes, because I only have one dispensary that's about 20 minutes from me. It's the closest one I've got. Mm. Is there a limit on how much you can buy? Uh, we do have limits in our, in our carts, but I believe it's like an ounce and a half every two weeks. Of, of plant material? Yes. Okay, so is there a limit on how much oil you can buy? No, you can buy as much as you want. Oh, really? As long as you go over your, your limit. Oh, okay, so you're limited by what it says on your card then. Yes, the, the allowance is what, we, what they're called. It's, it's allowance, the allowance, okay. Every, every two weeks, yeah. I see, okay. So you're not able to go in there if you don't have one of those coveted cards and buy any oil? No, you have to have, here's only medical, medically legal here. Yeah, I find often with the, the hundreds that I speak to that uh, often the stuff at dispensaries is overpriced and nowhere near what they need. But it sounds to me like you've found the magic fit, which is awesome. Yeah, that's great. Well, I do, I do the cannabis oil, but I also do flour. I also do, you know, I, I take it in different ways. I have um, topical, solve. I use it in as many ways as I can. 
Where do you think you get the most relief or is it just a combo? I believe it's a combo Mm -hmm. because I use CBD products and I also use cannabis oil. Oh, good. Okay. I use both and they, I've, I've done it just ours, um, cannabis oil on itself without CBD and it helps a lot. But with the CBD, I feel like it it gives it an extra kick. Yeah. Well, CBD is very good for pain and it's Mm -hmm. also very good for inflammation. Yes, which is both things that I deal with every single day. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, actually thinking thinking aloud here, wondering whether a one to one ratio um, might be beneficial for you. One part well, CBD, one part THC. I think. So. Well, my mom uh, right now she finally got her medical card, but I started her on cannabis oil for her. Um, arthritis and fibromyalgia she also has degenerative um disc disorder and bulging discs all kinds of things in her in her spine and she was also on lots of pharmaceuticals Mm. and i started her with the cannabis oil for until i got her to a gram a day but it was a a little too much for her Mm -hmm. so i started giving her um one-on-one tinctures yes and that's actually been doing the best for her. Yeah, and you know, when I talk to people with fibro, because um, I haven't t- I talked to a few people with lupus, but I think mainly fibro, um, I find one-to-one works. I always get people just to basically do the protocol that you would do if you're fighting cancer. But often, you know, I start working up to that, but often people don't need a gram a day when they're dealing with something like that. They need a lot less. Um, but everybody is different for what their level is, you know, and they'll, they eventually figure out where that is. Yes, because I tried giving her in different methods, you know, from flour to edibles and different ways to see what would work best for her since she had a liver um, that wasn't working properly because of the pharmaceuticals that she was mm. on. But once we got through the detox stage, which is like the seven, the first seven days, once we got through that, um, cannabis oil was actually working pretty good. Um, but she felt like it was just too strong for her, mm-hmm. even, even with the small dosage. So I switched her over to the tincture that's one-to-one, and it's been helping her just fine. She doesn't need any of her pharmaceuticals. Actually, at this point, they have taken her off her blood pressure medication, and they reduced her diabetes um, medication down to the lowest i believe yeah yeah it's pretty amazing what uh cannabis can do for diabetes i've known a number of people who've gotten off of insulin completely so it sounds like she's heading in the right direction with all of this wendy yes well my mom since i can remember she's always had high blood pressure since Mm. i can remember and they've always just added more blood pressure medication on top of whatever she was already taken to try to at least stabilize it a little bit, but they've never really been able to bring it down to normal. This time around, every single time that she's gone to the doctor, it's completely normal, even a little below the normal. That must be exciting for her. It is. It's very exciting for her. I mean, my mom had to carry a little bag just for her medication of the day. Wow. She was on all kinds of medication. She was taking, um, I don't know what kind of shots these were, but it's the ones, I, I believe they're like lidocaine-style shots in her back mm-hmm. to with the pain from the bulging discs and the issues she's got back there. Doesn't need those anymore. 
Is she on any medication at all or just a limited amount? Just diabetes medication right now. Just to, Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wendy, in Arizona, are you allowed to grow your own material? You are if you are outside of a 25-mile radius of a dispensary. Mm. So you pretty you well have to, have be, to in be, a, be living in, in the, country. the country. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Would you say that the um, oil has done anything for your PCOS and uh, hypothyroidism? Well, I don't take medication for my thyroid anymore. And so that PCOS- would be a yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't take it anymore. I don't need it. And for my PCOS, well. I mean, I don't have a uterus anymore so or ovaries anymore, so it doesn't really affect me in any other way. So you had a hysterectomy? Yes. Once, uh, when I had my daughter, it was a very traumatic delivery, mm-hmm. and they had to do an emergency hysterectomy right after her delivery. Wendy, how does your husband feel about all this? Does he see a, an improvement in you and uh, encouraged by what you're doing? Oh, he loves it. He 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 would rather me be on cannabis than the pharmaceuticals that I was on. Mm-hmm. He's he he's done the research with me. He's been there. He's seen the stories and and people that have used it that has helped them with cancer and such. Mm-hmm. And says, you know, I much rather you have both your eyesight and yeah. you know smoke a little marijuana than you know. Lose your eyesight just because you're following doctor's orders. Yeah. That's great that you've got the, the support of the person in your life as opposed to yeah. someone having, being married to someone who thinks it's the devil's weed or something. Yes, it will be very difficult. I've seen and heard very, a lot of stories about their significant others not being on board with you know using that method as medicinal. But my husband was the reason why I got my medical card and, and got on cannabis because he said, no more. I don't, I don't want you on. Uh, he's seen the difference in me prior to my diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And he's seen the difference now that I'm on cannabis. And it's a huge improvement. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really gave me my life back. Yeah, it would have been interesting to talk to you prior to cannabis to see how you felt and how you feel now. It wouldn't be such an upbeat. (laughs) (laughs) I was in a very dark spot at that time. Well, I can understand that. I mean, you had an emergency hysterectomy. You had fibromyalgia. You had lupus, PCOS before your hysterectomy, and then hypothyroidism. I mean, you were just uh, sliding downhill very quickly at a very young age. Very young age. And that's, that's where... My depression came from, you know, being so young and not being able to be as active as I used to be. I mean, everything changed. You know, I was losing my hair. I was gaining so much weight and have no idea how to stop it. Um, that added on to everything, you know, just taking. I couldn't do my daughter's activities at school anymore. That mm-hmm. didn't even want to see outside. If I didn't have to go talk to people, it was the best thing for me. I had no, no, no reason to be outside, no reason to try to be social or, or just to even enjoy the time with my kids. You wanted to isolate yourself, right? Yes. I just wanted to be left alone in my room and not to be talked to. Mm -hmm. 
When you talked about uh, your, your weight gain, has, has your weight stabilized with the use of cannabis? Uh, right now, it's actually going decreasing little by little, but it's decreasing. It's, it's really weird. I don't know if it's just me, but I noticed that once I'm on cannabis oil, I've, it, it makes me lose weight on its own. Like It's not mm-hmm. like if I go on a diet or anything like that. It just changes the way my taste buds are, if that makes any sense makes all the sense in the world. Um, basically, cannabis creates homeostasis in your system. Um, this would not be the first time that I've heard of people losing weight uh, without even trying and that, that their taste buds do change. Yes. A lot of the foods that I would eat don't taste as good anymore. It, you, I, right now, my thing is salads and fruit, which is not something that was ever in my menu. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I, I give it all up to cannabis because that's what's changed everything. Uh, before I started cannabis, I was around the 300, 320 almost um, pounds. And when I started taking the, the cannabis for a full year, I dropped like 60 pounds. Good for you. And that's a, that's a healthy weight loss. It's not like you did it, you know, in two months sort of thing. That's, that's good. Yes. It was a lot had to do with being able to be active again, being able to move. Oh, I'm sure. You know, because a lot of the weight gain was because I wasn't moving. You know, yeah. I had to figure out how to get to the store and get back from the store and still be able to cook dinner without needing you know an oxycontin or tramadol or whatever to subside the pain so i can at least get through dinner you know with cannabis i don't need anything but cannabis yeah no that's uh, that's excellent wendy it was uh, good to talk to you do you think your lupus they say lupus is not curable um do you think over the next few years you might find that cannabis has helped it to the point where you can say that maybe you're cured? I'm hoping that's that's what my goal is, um, to get to a point where I can say I'm cured. I don't have lupus anymore. I have no more swelling, no more joint pain. You know, I feel as normal as I should at 36, 37, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my goal is that is to try to get there. And that'll be a great day. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, right now it's really not too bad. You know, even with the pain I do have from the humidity or whatever the case may be, it's actually still not too bad. I'm still able to continue with the activities I have to do. You know, I have two kids, but technically have three because I take care of my niece as well. Oh, I thought you were going to say because you're married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you want to add four to that then, because, yeah, right. you know, I ha- we only have one car right now. We just moved um, about, 40, about 40 minutes away from his work. Mm-hmm. And we only have one car. So I have to wake up at like five in the morning to try to get him to work and back. Kids are about to go to school, so that's not going to change. I still have to get up at five get back and get the kids to school, which I was doing before they went into summer break. And I was doing it with no problem with ease. If this would have been in 2015, I don't think I would have been able to make it through. Yeah, no, you've come a long way. As they say, you've come a long way, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Most definitely. That's good. Anything you want to say in conclusion, Wendy? 
you got a remarkable story. Well, just, you know, don't rule out cannabis as not being able to help you. Even if it doesn't cure me, you know, it still helps. It still gets you your life back. You know, it, it gives you an opportunity and hope to at least try to go back to the person you used to be before the pain, before the swelling, before the depression, because all of that comes in with anything that has to do with chronic pain. Mm. Wendy, it was great to talk to you. All the best in the future. Thank you so much. It was great for you guys to contact me. I hope that, you know, it touches someone, at least it gives someone hope that they can feel better, at least, with cannabis. I'm sure it will. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Another success story, Corey. Yeah, pretty amazing what she's overcome. It is. And uh, that was episode 230. Thanks to Ron Zarr of Rowan Sound here in Victoria for donating his studio to us so we could do this. Ron's an awesome guy. Thank you so much, Ron. And we'll be back next week with another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.